1: They have won the Rachel Heyhoe Flint Trophy.
2: Well, haven't we witnessed some absolutely sensational Test cricket, Ash Gardner? Take a bow.
1: (laughs) right Shall I just like? Are you (laughs) alright? A fan of death. it's a celebration. Why are we celebrating Nikki? First of all, I should say hello and welcome to Storylines, the women's cricket podcast. Why are we celebrating Nikki?
2: Oh, some really good news broke through this morning, hasn't it?
1: I feel like you should tell
2: everyone because I'm just going to get too excited to get my words in a twist.
1: Well, very happy to say that Storylines... The Women's Cricket Podcast has been nominated for two Sport Podcast Awards. Now, we kind of put our name in on a bit of a, you know, let's just see what happens. And the two we've been nominated for, I should probably specify as well, I'm getting up, is the Best Cricket Podcast. There are some insane podcasts in this category. So the fact we started so recently... It's just you know the two of us and some wonderful guests Nikki and we're incredibly busy and disorganized and in general I don't know how we've got this but we have and then the second category we've been nominated in is the best equality and social impact podcast which I know me and you are just very very happy about. Absolutely over the moon and
2: I just couldn't believe it I'm still in shock you know when we got the message that all this has happened and I think I just stood there being like hang on wait I someone pinched me I need to process this because we're so new so to be to be nominated for not just one
1: two podcast awards it's crazy and just to reference some of those podcasts which I think particularly falls into that category of just social impact and ones which I know we're very proud of we had that great episode with Cindy Bart speaking about the ICEC report which we did follow up with an ICC report celebration podcast but that podcast was slightly more influenced by free wine so it's not quite the standard of the first one no further comments
2: and the fact that Nikki met Mark Nicholas <laughs>
1: And the fact, Nicky met Mark Nicholas, which I did actually tweet out that photo of his baby Nicky meeting Mark Nicholas on our Twitter account today, at Storylines Pod. So have a look at that cute little photo. And then we had that episode with Kath Dalton, where she spoke about her amazing coaching journey. And then so many others. We spoke with Dr. Sarah Fain of the MCC Foundation to talk about their incredible work across England and Wales and across the globe, really. We spoke to... Dr Tom Brown of SACA and speaking about the inclusion and participation of South Asian players throughout the pathway and also the impact of class within the English domestic playing structure. We also spoke to Thea Brooks about her life as a professional cricketer and how it's been since realising that her contract didn't get renewed and all of the mental health and physical elements of that. There are so many brilliant podcasts which if you haven't listened to yet go listen to. It's safe to say we've spoken to some pretty cool people this year. We have and we're just hoping to kind of keep this going. You know, as you say, me and Nikki, uh, like most podcasters, are uh, balancing full-time jobs and out of job commitments as well. So, you know, to be able to get these kind of people to come on and speak to us, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a proud idea. I think we're going to let ourselves feel proud, aren't we?
2: I'm so proud. I'm so proud of us. I wish I could like Give us a pat on the back.
1: Well, you can give yourself. There we go. I, I just do did. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I was going to say that wasn't great podcast material if we both pat ourselves on the back and don't describe it. We are commentators. I feel like we should have said she slowly reaches over across the front of her body with her right hand, reaching over to the left shoulder, it gives it a firmish pat. I'm also, I think, even more proud because I finally come out of the other side of my kind of flu. And I've kind of got that post-flu mental wooziness, um, which makes everything 10 times better because I'm kind of floating about at the moment. Think how Charlie's grandpa felt when he left the bed in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for the first time to go to the Chocolate Factory. That's how I'm feeling right now.
2: Safe to say you look much better than Charlie's grandpa
1: thank you that is such a low bar but I'm glad I look better than an older man an older gentleman that's that's great to hear now some important information about these sports podcast awards because they are voted for by our listeners so as we mentioned we're finalists in two categories just thank you so much again but to vote We're going to leave a bit of a description below in this podcast episode and we're also going to release more details on social media. We have provided some links already so you can go back and find those tweets. It is important that you can only vote once per email. So basically, pretty, pretty, pretty please, use your vote, especially in that Best Equality and Social Impact podcast category that was a bit of a mouthful because we are only the the only exclusively cricket podcast in that category so please please put your votes through particularly for that and of course the best cricket podcast as well if you think we are the best cricket podcast we think so but we're biased so vote once per email it's a little bit of a faff we understand that but please do take this time It's one of the best ways you can support our podcast it's free it takes about one minute and it will do absolute wonders for us just being able to draw in and attract more guests and be able to keep delivering these kind of the the hard-hitting stories which we want to deliver upon and we have so so many ideas it's just about getting that kind of recognition that we can put these into action so please do use your vote me and Nikki have spoken about ways which we're going to try and get people to vote for us and I came up with the idea that if if you vote for us I will do a dare. I never say no to a dare, Nikki. I once ate an entire pebble because someone dared me to, despite the physical... Wait, what? ...and health repercussions. I ate a pebble. Someone dared me to, and I can't say no to dares. How do you chew a pebble? Why didn't I swallowed it? Oh my God, Melissa, you all right? So, no, not really, but... If you vote for us, I won't necessarily eat a pebble again because I don't think it was good for my health, but I will do something else. I'll do a handstand.
2: She will do whatever it takes.
1: Nikki will teach me other languages and I will try and introduce the podcast in that language. I will, you know, we will do anything to entertain you guys and get your votes, which doesn't, you know, go really over the line of mental and physical humiliation slash torture.
0: Producer Matt here. Please do not, I repeat, do not swallow a pebble just because you heard it on Storyline's podcast. Please do not ingest anything that is not made for human consumption. Thank you for all your support and please do vote for us. Now back to the girls.
1: How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, please,
2: please, please go vote for us. You know how much it means to us. It would mean the absolute world if you could spare a so few go. seconds
1: Best to go podcast. click vote and finalist for the Best Equality and Social Impact podcast as well. Thank you so much, guys. With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Now, we do have a bit of breakdown to do post the England-India test. I know we're a few days late, but as already mentioned, I've been a little bit ill. And unfortunately, when you lose your voice, it doesn't quite play into podcasting material. But from what we saw and what everyone knows, India executed a, a pretty insane beating of england it was a record for india against england in tests i've seen so many annoying articles nikki saying england slipped away or they just fell short of a test match win no they didn't they got annihilated please just celebrate india's accomplishments when they do well I I hate this kind of denial England were close
2: I think that's very much the British media right the soft British media it's like oh they participated they played it wasn't too bad but no you were thrashed and it was quite embarrassing 347 record margin like mate you have work to do
1: and I think Raph Nicholson of the Cricket Herd podcast put out a really good article as well kind of saying that Everything that happened post the Test match, particularly from the England players' heaven night in that press conference, was very in denial about everything, which happened as if just being like, well, yeah, we won the T20 series. That's great, you did. We're not taking away from the achievement of that. And that was really big for this England team to win that T20 series. Of course, in India, the pitch did turn less. It was much more of a a shorter format kind of good batting surface. But they did win the T20 series. That was good. But don't suddenly say or pretend you, you know, you didn't care as much about the test with the T20 World Cup coming up next year. Like, you do. Everyone advocates for more test matches for women. So just admit that you were not good enough. I think it takes a lot to swallow pride, though, right?
2: So to admit and it's also I think it's embarrassing it, it, you must feel humiliated in that at that point right
1: yeah and I I think as well that again it, maybe it's just excuses and falling into that category whereas the British media are always going but oh but oh but you know this kind of thing of you know saying England don't play that much domestic multi-day cricket England didn't have much time to prepare after the T20s India win the exact same boat. And when you look at how they compose themselves across the test match, you know, I think we spoke about it last time, but I cannot wait for this test match against Australia now because I genuinely think that the technique which the Indian players, you know, displayed is going to make this this upcoming test match so much more of a spectacle, hopefully, than this England-India one. Yeah,
2: definitely. It's going to be literally... A really intense test match. And I think that's what you want when you want two teams at par with each other. I think that's when it gets more exciting as well. Like, obviously, in the white ball game, it is, but like in red ball cricket, when it's a like for like playing against each other, then it just does make it a bit more intense and exciting to watch, especially as a spectator. But just to go on and say that obviously, England did lose that match, but to lose that match and then create a world record by losing that game of the record margin of 347 runs victory for india the previous highest winning margin of runs in a women's test match was 309 and this was back in 1998 it was by sri lanka against pakistan so it's like we lost a game we were humiliated and we've made a brand new record because we lost so badly.
1: What were you doing in 1998,
2: Nikki? I think I was still in the womb. Depends what month it was.
1: Oh, well, this is the kind of investigative. investigative? Oh, again, I've tried to say a word I don't know how to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Investigate... Investig- <laughs> investigative.
1: Is that it? Yeah. Let's. yeah, yeah. This is the kind of journalism, essentially, I needed you to look into. Because I know what I was doing in 1998, I was not existing. I was probably very happy. (laughs) Well, that peaked (laughs) soon. Oh, gosh, it's been a long day at work. Now, there's a few questions for this England side, which came out of this test, of course, celebrating the achievements of India and keeping an eye on this Australia-India test match, which... I'd like to think we'll have a bit of a chat on afterwards, even though it's Nikki's two favourite teams going up against each other. And we learnt this Ashes in the summer, you know. She loves the Australian team, Nikki and the Australian team up in the tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole team. Um, I've just
2: found out I was actually, I was born, so I was alive. I was probably just like sleeping in a
1: cot somewhere in India. That sounds lovely. That does sound like a lovely existence.
2: I'm just, like, minding my own business, drinking my milk and sleeping, catching up on all that beauty sleep that I need. Who knew what life was going to throw at us, right?
1: Who knew that we'd be nominated for two sports podcasting awards. Now, questions about this England team in terms... I've seen a few and we got even more questions sent in after we recorded last podcast. We'll go back and look at some of those. But one question I saw being kind of thrown around was about... Amy Jones and you know even though not kind of the obvious kind of look someone said that she's averaging 12 in test matches obviously not the best reflection because England don't play that many test matches but is there a bit of a you know tendency to make someone quite unquestioned in all forms in the sense that doing the need to almost explore you know, a wicket-keeper for the longer format, for the shorter format? Or does the skill of her keeping mean that she gets in the side? Some people have been asking about Dunkley's form. Some people questioning Kate Cross's form and whether she should have been selected in that test match. There's a lot of questions.
2: Where, where did England start, Nikki? I think when you lose a match, that's when people ask questions, right? When everything's going well and you're winning, no one really seems to ask questions because you're just going with the flow. You don't really tend to sit back and still look into the intricacies. I think i said that right.
1: Intric- int- Can they take back our podcast award because we can't say words? That's what I'm slightly worried about.
2: When they look into detail, that's an easier word. When they look into detail, um, you don't do that, right? When you win a match, like very rarely would you still say, actually, that was good, but what could be better? And I think obviously when you lose, that all gets highlighted a lot more. And I think when you lose by that margin, you know there is more to it than it was just someone's off day i don't think it's just test matches any re- any game any series but i think because it was a one off test match and i think there was a lot as ex- a lot of expectation f- for all, a lot of expectations for england as well looking at the side they've taken look at the young talent that they've been screaming off the top of their head about and saying that they were willing to take on the challenge in india and when you i think set the bar so high and you create this atmosphere and then to really just see that all go shattering down it's gonna make you wonder right
1: yeah and i think for england you know it's going to be looking forward to their next international cricket which i believe is in march against new zealand they're playing some white ball cricket there and of course this entire next year 2024 england don't have any test matches scheduled i think the next women's test match is that one between australia and south africa in February and I guess that England you know it's a long way in the future but looking towards that series against New Zealand New Zealand are also a team a very young team they've still got some of those more experienced players who are so important to them and they rely on them a lot but it, it might be a bit of a good match for England to say look this is going to be the battle of the youth here between England and New Zealand and just maybe try and really find their identity because All this talk of John Ball, and you know, being having the same aggressive mindset as Basball, I think Basball can also make that mistake of just saying all-out aggression, and they almost erase that need to think and analyze the situation, and it can get ahead of itself because it's the whole kind of hype of Basball, and I just I don't want John Ball to become that as well, and just say all-out attack, whatever the situation. Don't forget, you know. What cricket is all about, in a way of, you know, assessing the situation, looking at the context of a game, and playing it accordingly. God, I sound so boring, Nikki. I need to leave the house. I haven't left the house in five days, and I already sound like a spawn of Jeffrey Boycott, which is not a good thing. Oh my goodness! No, but I think I do agree with you. But I think even the questions that have
2: been posed about baseball, I would still be able to cut it some slack because the England men players they've played a lot more test cricket so i think experience wise they can still have a bit of leave like leeway with how they go about it and obviously they've got the experience they know how test match cricket works and i think it's safe to say that i think the women are still trying to discover it they haven't played enough to actually i think to be in like in a to be well in tune with the format so um also, what did you say? John Ball. That, I don't think that works well.
1: OK, I'm not the one who invented John Ball. I didn't wake up this morning and say, let's come up with a slightly less good version of basketball. I think there's a lot more he can play into with a name like John. But this is just what the press have been using. It's just it's just what they've been saying. It's not me. I promise, Nikki. So before Melissa turns into Jeffrey Boycott and
2: rants on about how we should be playing more Test match cricket and the shambolic defeat, of England against India, there is some more entertaining cricket to talk about. And it's currently taking place in Spain, in sunny Spain. And the European Cricket Network have announced that they're launching a T10 Women's European Cricket Championship. It's currently like, it's all started. I'm not sure if you've seen Mel, but we have got Spain, the Netherlands, France, Italy, Austria, Austria and um, an England eleven as well. And I think there's some of the Vipers players involved. There's a couple of Thunder players involved. I think there's some ex-Sussex
1: um, women's players involved. It's It looks fun. I'll be honest with you. I would have loved to go. It does. I mean, you mentioned some of those names. You've got Kiara Green, Maddie Ward, Rhea Fackrell, Millie Taylor, Casty McCarthy, and who I used to play with as well. And, I mean, Sachi Pai got some runs the other day, didn't she? Yeah,
2: I think Sachi Pai was player of the match in one of them. She got 50-odd, and it's just, it just looks like some
1: fun. It does, and fun, particularly for the Netherlands player, Iris Willing. I hope I pronounced that right, Iris, who hit 102 not out off 36 balls, which I think everyone said was the first century in women's t10 cricket 102 or 36 balls my mind's blown
2: that is pretty ridiculous it is mind-blowing and the fact that this tournament it's six days 23 games being played across the six days it's really intense i remember when i was out there for the men's rome edition um it was so hectic but it was so much fun um it's a marathon campaign for the five teams and Yeah, I've been seeing clips on socials and it's making me very jealous.
1: Should we volunteer ourselves next time?
2: Should we do a collaboration with the European Cricket Network for next year when they have their second edition of the women's tournament and we can be sat in sunny Malaga with a sangria and a mic in front of us podcasting live?
1: So you went for the podcasting angle. I was thinking like, let's get a women's podcasting team out there. I'm sure we can recruit like Polly Starkey, Georgie Heath. It would take a lot of convincing, maybe, for Alex Hartley and Kate frost to come along, but we could have a go. We could give it a shot. Loosen the arm, Alex. Back to the cricket pitch for you. But also, the idea of sitting on the side of a sangria sounds quite nice as well. So maybe your option's a little bit.
2: Better. Yeah, I'll probably go with the sangria.
1: That's okay. That's in all fairness. But yeah, keep up to date with that if you want some fun. They're posting lots of tweets on their twitter account as well and again a massive congratulations to iris because that century is just pretty insane thank you for listening to this episode of storylines the women's cricket podcast nominated for two sports podcasting awards we're never going to stop living that down and even if we don't win anything guys we're going to put nominated in our bio but please as we said again take just one minute of your time to put in a vote for us in the two categories all of the details. Below in this podcast and on our Twitter, at StorylinesPod. And we'll be posting stuff on Instagram as well, at StorylinesPod. It's the same handle, it makes things easy. But for now, thank you so much for listening. This entire year, it's been so much fun bringing you the Ashes Dailies, updates to the Sri Lanka tour and lots of interviews with so many brilliant guests. I've had a lot of fun and I can't wait to bring it even more to you in 2024, Nikki. Well, not to you, but to everyone, but technically to you because I'm talking to you.
2: Yeah, we've had so much fun and to think we just started the podcast this year and to all the amazing people we've spoken to, like 2024 is
1: going to be bigger, better and I can't wait. So happy holidays to everyone listening and to serenade you into the new year. This was not my plan. Here you go. If things go right, Matt's going to fade us out, so you don't have to listen to us do the entire song. Three, two, one. We wish wish you a Merry
2: Christmas. Christmas. We wish Wish you a Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) We wish you a
1: Merry Christmas. Christmas. And a Happy happy New New Year. year. It really works well when you're in two entirely different continents, doesn't it?
2: And my Wi-Fi is terrible, so I'm so out of sync. (laughs)